I'm David Hasselhoff's leather moose knuckle. Whoa. Why isn't leather an adjective? It is sometimes. Like leathery? Choose now. I mean, why is it? Yeah, why isn't it his leathery moose knuckle? Why is no, it? No, no, because it's in knuckle? leather pants. The moose knuckle's still smooth. He's not yeah. that old yet. It's 1998. Otherwise, we would be describing the texture of the moose knuckle itself. Yeah. Right? Why not? I'm describing the holder, not the balls themselves. The holder would be the leather. <laughs> why piece. can't we describe both? Why do you think they're different? Because it's my name. It's my art. Fuck you. <laughs> you don't get to criticize me. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. We are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Set around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. Casey. Greasy and our special guest Ashley. Hello, everyone. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Casey, what's this month's theme? Cinema, shitty cinema. <laughs> we are watching the best of the best spy movies, or we are just watching spy movies. We haven't really—I <laughs> don't feel like—hit our no. stride for award-winning quite yet. Mm. Technically, spy movies. Jay, what did you bring to fill our slot with this week? Well, in another case of not that one, it's 1998's Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., but not that one. This one stars David Hasselhoff. Jay, before we get ahead of ourselves, you need to give us an elevator pitch and sell us on this movie. Here's your setup. You've gone on vacation. You've booked yourself a lovely little Airbnb, and you've gone out and you've gotten yourself absolutely sloshed as you're wont to do on vacation. Well, that sounds like me. Yeah, you've just woken up uh, in an unfamiliar location in your Airbnb, so you're stepping outside to try and get some air. Uh, what you forgot <laughs> is that you actually booked a room, not the whole place, and you mm -hmm. are on the Shield helicarrier, which is currently oh. about three miles off the ground. Your Airbnb opens directly off the side of the helicarrier. Really bad I get location. awful vertigo. Uh, so as you step out the door and plummet over the side of it, yeah, you've got about 10 seconds before you hit the ground. In that 10 seconds, sell us on this movie. Hasselhoff handles hooligans in hallways in a high-octane head-to-head feud of Fury fighting the flu. Six seconds and one fucking take. God. <laughs> wow. Thank you you. silver-tongued devil. That was... <laughs> I, I barely even processed it. There was just a lot of alliteration in there yeah, to take there in. Yeah, there was some like, lag. I also felt like the, uh, the <laughs> voice really enhanced it, too. Thank you. Thank you. I yeah, very Dr. Like, Susie of you. I feel like I really understand Marvel and Nick Fury being a, a huge fan as a kid. So <clears throat> that was me channeling my inner love into this movie, into David Hasselhoff. But Casey, yeah. here's the bad news. You know, we always travel together. So you're also on this Airbnb. And if I'm sloshed, that means that you're at least twice as sloshed knowing you. So you're going to get up after I go out and, you know, probably have to just use the bathroom and think that that's the bathroom and you're going to walk off the side. So in the 10 seconds that you have before you hit the ground after me, sell us on this movie. One greasy Hasselhoff can't be hassled to wriggle from the grip of the fourth Reich Sonya blade, but rather lets his sex doll do most of the work. Eight seconds. Eight seconds. Nice. I like that you included sex doll in your description. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, we don't know when the sex doll <laughs> took over. I'm pretty sure it was like, 
as soon as it was introduced and David Hasselhoff just like was sleeping it off in another room by the time fourth break <laughs> Sonya Blade came to the, the base. Let's go over the movie that shitty cinema watched. David Hasselhoff is our Nick Fury agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. who sets off against the classic Hydra villain Baron Von Strucker's kids. Yeah, but not that Nick Fury, the one with the wallet that says badass motherfucker on it that you're used to from the recent movies. Yeah, the classic Nick Fury. This time, he's trying to stop Viper, the daughter of Von Strucker, from detonating a biological weapon attack on New York. Sonya Blade, say her name. <laughs> Sonya Blade. Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah. Well, Sonya Blade Viper also had stolen her father's corpse from S.H.I.E.L.D., who just happened to be keeping it around because his blood contained the worst biological weapon, knockoff Joker gas. Fury captured Viper's evil doctor, but Viper decides to just steal the doc back. In the process, she plants a poison ivy kiss on Fury, who now only has 48 hours left to live. Ashley, how did mm. you feel about the kiss? How mm. would you rate it? I don't know. I was more worried about if it was indeed poison and, like, how much did she get paid to yeah, do it? That's a damn good question. I have issues with the budget and where the, some of the money was spent. But more should have been spent on her doing that. Whatever her number she named was, it should have been higher. Yeah. <laughs> Fury's getting sicker by the hour, especially if he exerts himself at key moments to increase the drama of the film. Is that what he's been saying for years? Like, sorry, I've been poisoned. That's <laughs> yeah. why I huff and puff and do a shit ton of cocaine. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a minute. That was my conspiracy theory, that the poison was written into the film later to justify why he was so out of breath every time he had to do an action scene. Which was very minimal. Was very minimal action scene. Fury decides to split the team up. He sends one team after the bombs in New York, while him and his two friends go to Viper's place for tea or something. The team in New York finds the bomb in a garbage truck, and by garbage truck, I mean it's like a G.I. Joe garbage truck where the back end opens up and it reveals surface-to-air missiles. The team defeats Hydra, but can't stop the missiles without Viper's super-secret shutdown codes. Fury and friends infiltrate Viper's headquarters on an island off of Alaska. A cat-and-mouse game ends up with the good guys locked up, but they break free soon enough. When Fury faces off against Viper, he's shot three times in the chest, but good news, it was just his life model decoy, a robot that looks exactly like him. <clears throat> Sex doll. <laughs> Sorry, Japan, catch up. You were not the first ones to make sex robots. David Hasselhoff has had like three since the 90s. <laughs> yeah, this is, he's ahead of the game. Of himself. The non-sex doll Fury catches Viper as his team swoops in to save them and gets the antidote to Fury's poison. Which is Viper's blood. Yeah, that's not gross at all. Yeah, yeah, but... Another countdown starts distracting Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D., which gives Viper just enough time to slip away with her frozen dad. Fury and friends regroup on their airship, and Baron Von Strucker is suddenly alive with Viper because they're about to get a series. Mm. Nope. They did not get a series. They what? just ended the movie on a cliffhanger for a series. No. They didn't get a series after this? You know, I'm really bummed out that this did not get a sequel because... It was really nailing the TV land set formula of we have four <laughs> sets, mostly indoor, one outdoor we're allowed to shoot at because no one knows we do, kind of made for TV series. The very versatile warehouse, which also contains hallways. Yeah. 
It felt uh, like Xena Warrior Princess kind of style, but they didn't work as hard on the costumes or really the sets. They were trying to. That warehouse was great because it was super obvious that the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier and the Hydra base were the same damn location. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they dressed it up really well. Yeah. Also, the underground uh, tunnels, too, were part of that whole situation. They did have the one where they shot in the Yukon, a.k.a. the Hollywood Hills, uh, yeah. where uh, David Hasselhoff emerged from a cave five years later like drunk Jesus, covered in <laughs> soot. Like He uh, was just digging with his hands in this cave for coal. He had a pickaxe. Yeah. There was a reason that this felt like a TV show, and that's because it was made for TV as a essentially a backdoor pilot for a TV series. They wanted to make this movie and have everybody love it and then get a Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. I don't know why it wasn't successful. This is the kind of stuff in 1998 that I would have eaten up. It you know? felt like a surprise pinky. <laughs> it did. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a backdoor pilot. <laughs> I feel like for the 1998 landscape, it could have totally worked. Yeah, I would have right? probably watched it. I was in middle school. Yeah. I, I would have watched it. Okay, so I was dogging on the costumes, but I'm going to say that evil Sonya Blade, her costumes were pretty sweet. She had, like, yeah. all sorts of, like, sheer capes and shit. That's cool. She had the cool... Oh, my God, her makeup was so 90s, and I loved every single minute of it. They did fantastic. She also wears veils multiple times. Yeah, she does. She keeps it real with the maiden i guess she's waiting for her dad to wake up so they can bone so true love i thought at first it might have been her brother but there was definitely some weird yeah mother or father daughter thing that's why she was a great villain and that that's the key to a good spy show is good villainry and she was a fantastic villain. A, she was creepy and incestual with, you think, her brother, but she was just kind of like giving an old slap and tickle till her dad woke up and to get mm. him to do shit, like the heavy lifting. Yes. But yeah, it I was agree. very Woody Allen with her dad. She has a huge ring because it has to cover up the ridiculously oversized Joy Buzzer stunner that she uses to knock out Nick Fury <laughs> with. Yeah. <laughs> Right. was like three oh. times the size of the one that the Joker uses in the Batman cartoon, which was meant right. to be comedically over large already (laughs) but this is in a fashion forward way you know what like i'm gonna say one of my other favorite gadgets of hers was and it's so practical the makeup removing hairspray she sprayed on her (laughs) face when she was dressed up like the other lady yeah she sprayed and it slowly like time lapse melted into her face i'm like oh my god do you know how nice that'd be to come home drunk and just be able to spray your makeup off and go to blackout the magical hairspray is a trade secret in this movie because it's yes. also used to diffuse traps and lasers and laser yeah, traps. and hologram laser traps. Right. And that you just spray hairspray and it makes a hole that they all walk through and then it, oh, slowly yeah. it repairs itself. Yeah. It's yeah. free radicals. Yeah. There's a lot of spray based secret Asian gadgets in this. Right. We we're still Aerosol saying fuck gadgets. the ozone in the nineties real high. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That sounds like something in Jetson's time oh, that'll yeah. have to catch up to us. There's no way this could bite us in the ass in 10 years. What do you think is more impressive? A backwards stun gun or a hairless David Hasselhoff sex doll, but just the torso and head and arms? Are mm. arms part of, count as part of your torso? I feel like they're a separate entity. Are they not? 
I think if they're still attached, they do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll Upper. attach the the arms so he can, you know, the robot can lift his chompy cigar to his face and back. You know what I mean? Do you not want that in your doll, Dave? <laughs> I, 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 I don't want a Hasselhoff sex doll to begin with. Liar. If you were your cigar is not going to chomp itself. Okay, hang on. Can we equip it with an outboard motor so I can ride it like a surfboard, like in the SpongeBob movie? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't I was want kind sex spot like functionality. I just want to go to the beach and freak people out. I was picturing one where you just had like his head and shoulders and torso to hold on to, and you had it onto a small boat like a jet ski, and you just rode a David Hassel. Yeah, just like straddling. No. Sea bike. <laughs> straddling. Nope. Sitting I, on the butt. We're changing up the Christmas list. I want a Hasselhoff sex bot, an outboard motor, and a SpongeBob costume. <laughs> I can do two of those things for you. Yeah. All right. And maybe not the two you expect. And they're not the outboard motor. <laughs> I have a terrible back. There's no way I could carry that. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say the best gadget they had would be the ESP chip that they put in ESPers. ESPer, yeah. That's uh, what she calls herself. Mm-mm. Nobody says that. I know. The mind reader, but she's going to call her an ESPer. No, she's the one that came up with it. No, we don't. Nobody calls us that. Please don't call us that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but if you ESP or is is this like a Final Fantasy reference? It's no, Esper. It's not Esper, it's ESP. -er. No, I just think she didn't know how to pronounce it and nobody corrected her. It made her <laughs> let her look like a fool. The Hasselhoff sex bot they said was implanted with the Hoff's memory engrams, which memory engrams are a Scientology thing, so maybe ESPers are too. Oh, oh there we go. What? And why See? do you know that? The masters of infiltration. Where has all your money been going? <laughs> we can come back to some of the spy elements later to see how well it times into our theme, but I feel like we've opened a door that we just need to see through now. Okay. Casey, let's return to your usual segment of rating the moisture of various male stars in the film. I heard a lot about it as we were watching the film, but how did you feel about David Hasselhoff throughout this? Wet on the outside, wetter on the inside. It's like it's coming out. He's so wet on the inside, it's coming out. And it's coming at you like the blob at all times. He's wet. He's sweaty. He's got it going like a turbo, Betty. So I'm tired of magazines saying leather pants aren't a thing. Because they were in this movie. And he was already sweating mm, when he had yeah. cotton on. Then you throw him in fucking three layers of leather. Marinating. Jesus Christ. Like you have to, <laughs> he's got to be drinking water all the time. Maybe that was like, maybe a gusher cigar he had going on where he's like crushing it and just like trying to chew a little moisture out of it or keep the moisture in his mouth. Because he's sweating. I wear rubber gloves God. and my hands sweat so bad. He's wearing a whole leather fucking outfit. That is always the problem when they try and make comic book heroes into like real world live action. Because do you go spandex or do you go leather? Because either way, there's a fucking problem. Do you yeah, want to see yeah. the ass sweat or is the ass sweat implied? I just want to put out there to everyone. Ashley's an amateur sitcom writer and she saw a lot of potential in this film, this made-for-TV film. 
a spin-off series. A spin-off series. Yeah. What would you like to see? What what do you want to see to like NBC nighttime lineup? I would like to see Brother Von Stucker and his invisible garbage man friend. Um like a men at work <laughs> scenario, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just two bros. Uh, maybe they witness a murder. Maybe they kill someone themselves. Um, but more lighthearted. Definitely more of a comedy. So is the invisible garbage man, is he like the straight edge one that always keeps the apartment clean and Von Strucker brother is like, oops, I spilled my brew. <laughs> and yeah, just, there's like throws a pillow over it. Definitely a, like odd couple perfect strangers vibe. You know, I think the German with Invisible Man is a good combo. Is this going to be a romantic comedy like uh, Mad About You? or so, You know, I kind of got that vibe, too. After his sister broke up with him, he moves to a different city and tries to find love again. Yeah, he might be questioning his sexuality. I could see that. He was off-putting to me. I did not appreciate his bizarre, evil looks. But, you know, he was a villain. He was supposed to be a villain. He didn't really come across as a villain. He was just creepy and present and then died. Him and his sister had that Angelina Jolie and everybody forgets that, okay, yeah, she adopted 100 kids, but she also she used to bang her, her brother. brother. Yeah, and it was the same fight. You know how he looks creepy? This guy looks creepy. He has those creepy eyes. Those yeah, like- those Von Struckers are weirdies. I do love the idea of a supervillain having a sitcom where they just share a New York apartment with just one of their henchmen. Oh my God. They're like undercover. He got like cut off from his dad. So he's mm. like, we've got to make it on our own now, Lars. Got to move in with him. It's like a Joey Chandler situation, but instead it's Dr. Doom and a malfunctioning Doom bot or something like that. <laughs> is this Frisky Dingo? It is Frisky Dingo. Yes, it could be. We still have a serious slot to fill, and I think we should fill that with the show ESPers. It's mm. kind of like a Law and Order meets some sort of like supernatural crime show, maybe. Uh, you could probably yeah. sell that. Actually, we've had a lot of procedural cop shows of That's like already been on. Yeah. Well, we need to jump in on this shit immediately. We have to get the old cast back together. Twenty-two years later. It's fine. I'm sure no one has anything going on. No, that ESP or ladies voice is probably like three octaves deeper now. <laughs> I listen. I had some feelings about her voice. Where ESP is. Very sexy. She's she down there. She's getting down. She was raspy and husky and yes. I mean, you got to make up for calling yourself an ESP or something. <laughs> I feel like there were a lot of, you know, the spy tropes. I, for uh, a spy movie, yeah we, yeah. we hit on a lot of very comic book versions of them. But Fury had all kinds of gadgets. He had his electro gun that will shoot backwards and electrocute anybody who doesn't have his handprint. Match his thermodynamic heat signature. Sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the eyeball trick. Yeah, his explosive oh. eyeball. It was a bomb, but also a fake eyeball. Oh, no, I didn't like that. I did not like that at all. The eyeball cherry bomb. Cryogenically frozen villains is a, another 
beautiful trope. And the the kiss of death, which is a wonderful spy trope. Well, I thought she was like her da- her dad's kid where she also had like poison blood. The movie explained that it was keyed to her blood so that she was immune to it. Oh, that's why she only made out with her brother so she didn't kill him. Yeah, because it's just you're just one terrible, terrible brother kiss away from death. Now you okay, you throw in the sexual tension VC Andrews drama of her and her brother. There's always there's this weird will they won't they surprise they already did a hundred (laughs) times. But then when we enter the second male lead, aka her dad later in the series, you know what I mean? There's always there. It's really saying something, though, when um, they have better chemistry than David Hasselhoff and Lisa Rinna. Yeah, her and her dad did. (laughs) And here's what I'm saying. If they continue, if they made it a show and they continued it, season three, they could always just throw in a secret uncle. You know what I mean? Oh. There was supposedly, they talked of an uncle. (gasps) There I'm pretty go. sure there's a lot of Von Struckers in the Marvel Universe, so yes. probably. we can keep probably. that going for a while. Right. They use the term sexpionage. Does that count? Yeah. The uh, Val, Lisa Rinna, was described as being- A sexpionage uh, agent. Yeah, so she's like a Black Widow-esque. Yeah. I think that was only going to be implied. You know, it's still 1998 Fox. We were never going to see that. Are they just slut-shaming her? What is happening? What's sexpionage? She fucks a it's, dude? Uh, it's a honeypot. It's espionage. You know? Yeah, honeypot. Like right. the, the sexy female agent that seduces and flips foreign agents. It's definitely or gets a trope the good, spy. Yeah. You get them drunk and right. sex them up, and they yeah. tell you their little secrets after you right. do it with them. And Like every female character in a Mission Impossible film. Right. <laughs> just all She's of them. just a hooker with like some like workmanship degrees. Yeah, like, the- I can weld and fuck this guy. I Black <laughs> Widow. Yeah. It's literally a trope now. that she's named after. Yeah, I mean, they gloss over it in the Marvel Universe. I don't like you calling being being called sex beanage. It's a little too in your face. Can break, she can break your dick with her vaginal wall. That's terrifying. We did stop the doomsday device with only seconds left to spare, which is just <gasps> the spy movie trope. Yes, absolutely. Bond's done that like 17 times now. Okay, but... They restarted another counter. It was yeah, a double counter. They made it through. Yeah. They stopped the missiles with no help from ESP. All right. <laughs> that is so true. She shit the bed at the last minute. And then, surprise, another magical countdown. We also had a theory that this movie might have been dubbed. We did? What? I Yeah, I was <laughs> like, when did we have yeah. this theory? Ashley and I talked about this while watching it. There was no way that he could have delivered any of his lines with that cigar in his mouth the whole time without like slurping. Oh, oh, so, yeah. oh yeah. He had the stunt cigar. The stunt cigar was out. Go I think it. they had to ch- they had to chuck all of the scenes with his lines in it and had to just dub over that. And they did a pretty good job. Did a pretty darn I, good job. Some of his dialogue did sound like he was saying it around a fat ass cigar in his mouth, which is yeah. fucking stupid. That's how it sounded. oh god i'm sorry that cigar is a fucking thing for me because i've tried to do the i've tried to do the mash style cigar where you just keep it in the mouth and smoke on it the whole time that thing gets so fucking disgusting yeah and drool just starts pouring out of your mouth 
Yeah, he uncontrolled. Soggy yeah. mess. It's gross. Yeah, like he needs a filter tip. And Nick he Fury has that cigar one. in his mouth the whole movie. I just kept waiting for the dam to break. It was oozing out of his pores instead. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he, you can't just keep eating that much tobacco straight. Can you imagine? He already had loose bowels. He's living on Olean chips and tobacco scraps. What really blows my mind about this made-for-TV movie is it was written by David S. fucking Goyer. This is the guy who wrote the Blade trilogy. He wrote the Dark Knight trilogy. He wrote Dark City. He worked on the first Ghost Rider and wrote the second one. This is a guy who normally knows how to handle comic book properties pretty fucking well. I love the Blade trilogy. Right? They're all fucking... Okay, well, the third one, which he actually directed, is insanity. Fuck you. It is Van Wilder. That's what's great about it. Van Wilder Vampire Hunter. Yeah. I will say I'm happy Blade Trinity exists. Just for the fact that I get to hear Patton Oswalt talk about working with Wesley Snipes when he is at his most insane. If you haven't listened to any of those interviews, I highly recommend it. He would respond to nothing but Blade on set. Send them. Method. Send them. Yes. Another just great like, actor of our time. Just like Von Stricken. Mostly, if I remember correctly, he mostly communicated with the director through post-it notes that he signed as Blade. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I would save every single one in a box forever. That's not crazy at all. So working with Hasselhoff was probably way easier. Yeah, man. I mean, that's why he did this. But this is a few years before that. He hasn't had to stare down right. that gauntlet yet. But Hasselhoff was probably a good training wheels for him. Right. Like yeah. A little couple airport gins on the front steps of his trailer before, you know, breakfast. He'll be fine. He'll show up. Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. is over, and really, it comes down to one question. Dave, would you watch it again? Man, I really wish this had been turned into the terrible 90s trashy science fiction series that it was meant to be. Yeah. Because there's a lot of potential here. Like I said, I saw a lot of people from Stargate in this, (laughs) and that's a terrible series that I watched like 14 seasons of across all three properties. But the TV movie that kicked it off... I don't think I would watch it again. I know I had seen it previously and I remembered really liking it, but going back and watching it again, almost every line of dialogue for the first like 15 minutes is exposition and the action scenes are not really that much action. So as much as I loved Viper and the creepy ass Baron Von Strucker kids, no, I don't think I would watch Nick Fury agent of shield again. Casey, how about you? I know you'd seen this before as well, but now that you've come back and revisited it again, would you watch it again? I don't have any reason or desire to watch this film again. And yet, I would. And I can't explain it to you. (laughs) I wish I could. But can I just add one more idea to our sitcom NBC night lineup? Mm -hmm. David Hasselhoff but like he replaces Buffy and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but the outfits stay the same. (laughs) While you fantasize about that, stop and answer me this. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., would you watch it again? Mm, No. If I had had watched it when I was a kid, yes, I would have. I would probably still like it and enjoy it. 
just because Sonya Blade is in it. She's so she and she tears it up. I mean, she's giving her all best performance, despite you know David has a lot of marmy weird charm that I'm sure works on someone's mom. Um, I don't know if I could do this again, <laughs> simply because it was broken up into these segmented pieces, and I just did not care for that setup. That pacing. Yeah, the pacing was a little furiously weird. <laughs> Nick Fury, if you will. Too much. Too much. Sorry. I just now can't stop thinking, is my mom into David Hasselhoff? Would it work on her? Yes, your mom. You should ask. David Hasselhoff. God, I don't know if I want to. Okay, so Jay, would you watch Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. again? Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. is really worth watching for Viper alone. She is really amazing. She sells yes. it. It's so bad. And really, the, the awful sets, the bad acting, the, the lack of action, the disjointedness are what really <laughs> lead to the charm yes. of Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's why I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch it again because Yay. I know what it is, Casey. Like, it's it's just awful. It and yet scratches I'm an itch. Fun. I have been watching it on two times the entire time. I'm on my third pass-through right now of the movie since we've been recording. So, yeah, yeah. And it's hilarious this way, too. Have fun with it. It's free on YouTube. So the verdict is in. Two out of four of us are going to watch Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. again. But, as always, Cinemites, it's up to you. Watch Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., Tell us what you think. I hope you guys have as much fun as we did or get tortured. I don't know. However it works. Dave, what are we watching next week? Next week, it's my turn for cinema, shitty cinema. Casey, since you just learned about the term sexpionage, I'm going to take us to a modern <laughs> remake of one of the classics of the trope from 2019, oh. Charlie's Angels, written and directed by Elizabeth Banks. Wait, they made a 29, wait, written and directed by wait. Elizabeth Banks? Whoa, I didn't yes. know she directed it or wrote it. I didn't know those things. Yeah. No wonder she was such a bitch when people were panning it. <laughs> well, Cinemites, if you have a bad movie, we should review shittycinema.com, Twitter at badmoviesbadpeople, and that's PPL, and follow Casey at casey.cinema on Instagram. If you want to support us and, like, maybe, I don't know, help us get a working computer kind of way, go to the Patreon page. And as always, let's turn out the lights, grab the Crisco, uh. and wriggle into these pants. Uh. Uh.